You're listening to the Cornerstone Word of Life Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this teaching from Pastor Mark. For more information on our church, please visit cwol.org. And so 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5 is our main text. 2 Timothy 1, 5 is our main text. When I call to remembrance, 2 Timothy 1, 5, when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, the unfeigned faith. Um, oh, I gotta say this first night. I was uh, up a little bit late last night. I was flipping through the preachers, and I heard of one of them. He's like, "Tonight, my title of my message is Legacy." And I listened to him a little bit, and he preached her sermon. And so it's a little later, so I don't know if he got it from her or not. Anyway, but she used this scripture. That's what reminded me of it. But I call to remember it's the unfeigned faith. What is unfeigned faith? It's the real stuff. So I am calling this series "Real Faith." So if there's unfeigned faith, then there's also feigned faith and then stuff in the middle. But it's only the unfeigned faith, which is the real fake, which is the real faith and not fake faith. Um, Sometimes in our circles, um, what what feigned faith is, is called mental assent. Let me just say it this way. Are you all with me? How many are you supposed to renew your mind? Are you supposed to? Romans 12, 1, 2 says what? That through the, we're supposed to transform our mind. How many of you know knowledge of the world? It says my people perish because of a lack of. Are you supposed to get knowledge? Are you supposed to, are you supposed to renew your mind? But now let me ask you this question. Be careful here. Can you believe with your renewed mind? Can you, can you receive in faith with your renewed mind? No. Faith is always of the heart. That word heart is cardia. So what a lot of times people are doing in our circles especially is they're renewing their mind, they're gaining knowledge, and they're trying to believe God with their renewed mind. It's called mental assent. I believe in 1 Peter 2.24. I believe in Philippians 4.19. I agree with it. But you see, until it's a, a matter of faith, you cannot receive from God with a renewed mind. You must have a renewed mind. But do not substitute believing God with your renewed mind and knowledge and call it faith. Y'all, y'all, this is Wednesday night. You can handle this, right? Because that's what a lot of people in our circles do. Year after year, they, they, I preach a word. They hear it. They believe it. They agree with it. They think that's faith. It is not faith. Faith is always of the heart. Because you can believe in your heart while your mind is going nuts. Now, it's easier to believe when your mind is lined up with your heart. Are, are you with me? So that, you have to understand. So listen, faith is not mental assent. It's not presumptuous. It's not, um, in other words, um, I, I, a book of mine that I read so many years ago by Dr. Casey Frederick Price, uh, you know, faith, foolishness, and presumption. So we have to be careful. Now, what I'm going to put in you, again, is how faith comes. So what it, you know this. Everybody knows this. Romans 10, 17 says what? Faith comes by. So real faith comes by. And the only way to get real Bible faith is by. And hearing by the. Now, see, that's King James. But you take it back to the original. And it says faith comes by hearing. And that first word hearing is a physical hearing. 
How many of you know you first physically got to hear it? You, you, you got to hear it. Or, you know, or at least it's got to go through your eyes. It's got to come out of your, it, but it says faith comes by hearing. And then it says, and hearing. And so I believe there's a second thing, hearing. You got to hear with your spirit man. But you can't hear with your spirit man until you hear with your physical man. And hearing, faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the, that word, word there is not logos, is rhema. What is rhema? It is a spoken word. Logos, the loin belt of truth, the logos is the written word. And then there's rhema. Now let me stop here and remind you what we talked about. You cannot get a rhema until you know the logos. A lot of people today, when they hear the word rhema, okay, give me a fresh word. Give me a spoken word. And so they begin to look for prophecies. They begin to, instead of looking into the logos, the written word of God, they're looking for God to speak to them. He will not speak to you apart from, it will never contradict the written word. And so I'm telling you, you can't really walk in rhema until you know the logos. So you need knowledge. Yes, you need to renew your mind. Yes, but that just helps you and you don't believe with your renewed mind. You don't believe with knowledge. You believe in your heart. And the only way you can believe in your heart is through faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so that word, word of God, the word God that the King James uses is Christos. What is Christos? It's Christ. What does it mean? The it's not Jesus' last name. What is it? It's the anointed one. So faith comes by physically hearing and then spiritually hearing the rhema of the Christ. Faith comes. How does faith come? Faith can only come. There's no other way to get Bible faith. I can't lay hands on you and give you faith. I can't pray for you and get you faith. Watch that. Watch this though. You can't just casually observe the word of God or casually read the word of God, you have to, in order to have Bible faith, you have to have rhema. It has to come alive to you. It has to be anointed. So one way, one of the things we talked about is that in Romans chapter 10, the setting is, and how can they hear without a preacher? One of the main ways for you to get Bible faith is by listening to anointed preaching and teaching of the Word of God. You cannot exclude that in your life and diet. In other words, well, I can just get this on my own. Well, God doesn't know that. God didn't set it because he didn't set it up that way. You need the preaching, the anointed, not just preaching and teaching, not just somebody up flapping their gums, not somebody just giving opinions. You need the anointed teaching and preaching of the word of God in order for faith to arise in your heart. All right. So we, we looked at that. And so remember, we were talking about all these things. And um, um, remember, we talked about uh, Abraham and Sarah. Y'all remember them? So Abe and Sarah, uh, remember God spoke to him and he said, this is not going to be your heir. I'm going to give you an heir. And, and so time went by and Abraham believed that and he shared it with Sarai. And yet no kids came. And remember, Sarai got tired of waiting. A thousand years is as a day. A day is as a thousand years. 
I mean, you, this, is, this is an enemy of your faith. Time is an enemy of your faith. Everybody, come on, go through the drive-thru, put it in the microwave. It's got to happen, it's got to happen. Come on, God, come on, God, come on, come on. Woo! Hallelujah. But it doesn't always happen that way. With faith and patience, you inherit the promises of God. But I believe there was a different problem here than because when the Lord showed me this a number of years back, because the first time around, Abraham, did he hear from God? So you could say he had a rhema. God spoke to him. And then what did he do? He spoke to Sarai. And she was like, cool. But it didn't happen. So she said, there's Hagar. Go get her. And then we had a mess. But I I brought this out too. Reminds me of the woman at the well. You remember her? Jesus was talking to her. And then she went back to her village. And she said to everybody, come meet a man that told me everything that I've ever done. Is this not the Christ? So she had some revelation because she remember she was talking with Jesus and she said, I have heard that the Messiah will come. So she had some revelation that there was a Messiah coming because she was part Jewish, part somebody else. And, you know, she was a mixed race and no, the Jews didn't have anything to do with them. But she had heard that a Messiah was going to come. So when Jesus said to her, I am he, what did she do? She had a rhema. And she believed what he said. Now, she couldn't get born again yet, but then she took her rhema and she tried to give it to somebody. And part of the fellas said, I believe. Sometimes when someone is ready, you can help them. You can give them your revelation. You can give them your rhema. But then there in John's gospel, we're talking about the woman at the well, chapter 4, then one guy says, and it's recorded for us, said, well, we believe now, because remember Jesus is like, this is going to be a fun village. I'm going to go hang out. Even though it's not their time yet. Because somebody could have looked at it and said, well, I'm just sent to the lost sheep of Israel. Why are you doing waste your time? He was, he, he's, all, he's always ready to do something. And he likes to hang out with people who believe in him. He's already been to his own hometown where he could do nothing. He wants to hang with some people who need a doctor. And so he spoke to him. And remember that guy said? He said, well, you know, uh, now we believe him because we've heard him for ourselves. Let's go back to Sarai, who becomes Sarah. Remember, God's coming by the tent. says about this time next year, you're going to have a son. Call him Isaac. What did she do? Remember, she laughed, she lied. But then there was a three-month period. Hebrews 11, 11 says what? She counted God faithful. And she, gave, she received strength in order to do what? Conceive. What changed? She had a rhema. And it took her a little bit, but she believed that rhema. Now, don't anyone mistake me. In our time, and we're going to get into this, you need the logos. Because, see, I've heard people preach this, well, all you need is a rhema. All you need is a rhema. Well, the way you're going to get a rhema is from the logos. You, could, you never do disrespect to the word of God. You never lowly esteem the word of God. The word of God is first place. And from that logos, you can get and will get rhemas from the word of God. So we're talking about how does faith come? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the rhema of the Christos. So faith comes by having a word from the word, a fresh word, 
a spoken word that comes from the Logos, and it's Christos, it's anointed. And we know the anointing destroys the yoke. So that's, that's important. So we looked at those things. So I want to look at, and uh, y'all be back next week, right? And the week after that, and more people are coming in. Uh, and, and Because um, I'm going to try my very best to slow down, because I really want you to get this. I believe the Lord is revealing things to me. I believe that it's important. I have watched people over the last little bit here when everything is going on. I've watched people give more mental assent, be presumptuous in their faith. Because what do you need for faith? You need evidence. Because people say to me, well, I'm believing. And so I'm going to get kind of sassy with people. I have with my family before. It doesn't always go over well. But I, I have said, they say to me, well, I, I believe I'm healed. I'm like, based on what? Show me the evidence. And so if you talk to people that way, they'll be like, well, I thought I wasn't supposed to look at my body. No, that's not where your evidence is. Where's your evidence? The only evidence you really have is the word of God. Amen. Amen. Now, faith is substance of things hoped for, expected. Hebrews 11.1. 1. Faith is the substance or gives substance to the thing you hope for. It is evidence. In other words, it's the title deed. Where do I get my title deed? I have to have proof. If someone stole my car... I need to have proof to get it back. What do I got to have? I got to have a title deed. Well, the devil can't steal from you if you know what your title deed says. And on your car, there's a VIN number, but in my Bible, there's a scripture number. I have evidence that will stand up in the court of heaven. It's all I need. So, rhema is a spoken word, and, and I, I'm going to keep reemphasizing logos because what I watch is when people start talking rhema, I see them get off. And so I don't want you off. I want you sticking with the word. All right? And so let's look at Peter. Don't we love Peter? I love Peter. I hope there's not a long line up in heaven for all of us preachers that um, have to talk to Peter, and, you know, he's like, well, this is what you did. And so, but I, it won't be happening up there. All right, but Luke chapter 5, Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5, let's look at Peter. We're talking about rhema. We're talking about hearing. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So here we got Peter, Luke chapter 5. And um, um, remember Jesus was there by the lake of Gennesaret. There was two ships. Uh, there were Peter's, were Simon. And he asked him, uh, can I use your boat? Thrust me out a little bit. And he taught the people. Verse 4, now when he had left speaking. So what is Jesus doing? What's Jesus doing? He's speaking. So what's he doing? Preaching. Where is he preaching from? Well, this is what I know. Um, Luke chapter 4 says um, that he, as his custom was, he took up the written word of God and said, talked about, uh, you know, um, the, how he was anointed to preach the good news, uh, open the eyes of the blind. And he would always say, and this scripture is now fulfilled. This what? This word, this scripture is now. So Jesus didn't just blabber. He, ha he took the word. You know when people tell you you don't need the old covenant? 
The new covenant is based on the old covenant. The Holy Ghost is assuming you understand the old covenant. If anybody ever tells you we're in the season of grace and you don't need the old covenant, you need to change the channel. Because that is hyper grace and that is not real grace. You need the old covenant. If Jesus quoted it, you need to quote it. If the Holy Ghost quoted it through the epistles, then you need it. I need it. Are you with me? But we have a new and better covenant. So anyway, okay, I can concentrate. All right, so, so now when he left speaking. So Jesus is preaching, teaching from the Logos, the written word of God. And the anointing is there because he's the anointed one. And the spirit of God is there. So the anointing is there. So what happens? People can get a rhema. They can get faith. And he said to him, now he's speaking to him particularly, he says, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drought. And Simon answered and said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at your spoken word, which is a rhema, I will let down the net. And when he had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net break and the partners were happy and everybody was happy. What was the situation? He heard him preaching. I don't know what it is, but I guess it, it may have been on the lines of multiplication. It may have been on, you know, uh, he, he could have been preaching on Jehovah Jireh. He, he was preaching something that had already given Peter faith to obey. So I don't know what it was, but there was something there in that preaching and teaching that Peter said, Okay, I don't know you. I hear what you say. Maybe I sense, I don't know if he's sensible or something, but he's like, nevertheless, at your word, which is a rhema, he didn't know that at the time. I'm going to do what you said. And we always tell this, you know, but, you know, he, Jesus said nets. He let out a net, but, you know, he's just starting out, and God's like, bless your little heart. And he broke his net. And the boat sank. How I many you know that was, a, he, he had a rhema? Faith came. Why did he obey? Faith comes by rhema, Christos. Faith comes from believing a spoken word that came from the word, and he was able to act on it. But you still have to act on it. You still have to act on it. Even if a rhema comes, you still got to act on it. You still have to believe it in your cardia, in your heart, and you still got to act on it. The fishes were out there waiting for Peter to act on it. But he couldn't have on his own just said, you know what? It's not the time to fish, but I heard this word, and Jesus, but Jesus didn't say anything to him. He, didn't say, he just said, thank you very much. Sound like Elvis. Thank you very much. Appreciate you. The Lord bless and keep you. Catch up with you later. But he didn't say, he gave him a word from the word. But see, if he just heard a sermon and decided, you know what, I'm going to go out there fishing again. I believe when I drop this net, it's going to be full in Jesus' name. Well, he wouldn't have said it in Jesus' name. I'm going to drop this net because what? But see, if there's no rhema, if there's no rhema, it couldn't have been done. He heard the word. He had a word from the word. And he did it, he obeyed, and he received. Some people don't have a rhema, and they looks like faith, talks like faith, tries to act like faith, and it doesn't work. And they say, this faith stuff don't work. But this faith stuff always works. 100%. We have to understand when we're not 
doing what, so we got to have a rhema, but a rhema comes from the logos. Oh, y'all stick with me. Okay, now let's look at Peter again. Lord, forgive us. No, I don't, don't forgive us because it's in here. And so I just sometimes, I, I just feel bad about making Peter look bad. But he, he, he got up and preached and 3,000 men and others were all born again. He, he did good. He's in heaven. He don't care. Luke chapter 22. Luke chapter 22. Now this is Jesus' praying. He's getting ready to go. Um... Let's see. They're getting ready to go. Verse 31. Luke twenty-two thirty-one. 31. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon. You get a double name. Martha, Martha. Simon, Simon. He ever calls your name twice. It's like, it's like getting your middle name called by your mama. Simon, Simon. Behold, Satan has desired to have you. That he may sift you as wheat. But I prayed for you. Aren't you glad Jesus is still praying for you? That your faith, that your what? Fail not. And when you are converted, after you get born again, strengthen your brethren. I've prayed. (laughs) And after you get born again, strengthen your brethren. And then he said, Lord, I'm ready to go with you, both to prison and to death. And he said, I tell you, Peter, that the rooster is going to crow, and before it does three times, before it does, uh, th- you're going to deny me. You shall thrice deny that you know me. Let's look at Matthew's account. Think what we're talking about. Matthew 26. Um. We'll just skip to this part just for time's sake. Look at verse 33. Same account, same setting. Peter answered and said unto him, Though all men shall be offended because of thee, yet I will never be offended. And Jesus said, Verily I say unto you that this night before the cock crows, thou shalt deny me three times. Peter said unto him, Though I should die with you, I will not deny you. Likewise, everybody else said, "Uh uh-huh, that's right, amen. You've got Jesus explaining what's about to happen. You've got the setting of Jesus is getting ready to be hung, going to go through the trial, you know, the, the phony trial. And he's warning Peter. He's giving him, listen, a rhema word. Looky here, buddy. Now, see, a lot of people think this just had to happen. It had to be that Peter would deny him three times. It was just, it was just in the cards. It was just, that's what he was going to do. Why would Jesus warn him if it couldn't be changed? But let me show you the different response that Peter gave. Faith comes by and hearing, getting a rhema from the Christos. So the anointing said, let out your nets. And what did he do? He let it out, let a net out, and what happened? He got a boat sinking, two boat sinking loads. 
the rain, the, now this is the same thing. We don't look at it this way. Could this be the same? I believe it is. He's, now, instead of telling him there's a harvest out there, he's trying to keep him from grief and trouble. He knows his heart. He also knows his flesh. And he said, you're going to deny me. What is that? It's a word. It's a warning, but it's a word. And every time you have a choice to either act on that word or dismiss that word. Here in this situation, he chose to make a faith confession. I know you can all handle this. Though all these deny me, deny you, I will never deny you. It's similar to this. The Lord warns you. When you're going to work, don't go that way. And you go, well, I just Psalms 91 it. The angels camp round about me. See, you're operating with logos knowledge, which is always true. But the Holy Ghost, the anointing, has just shared something with you that now you have a chance to accept or reject. And if you reject it, your faith confession, which is really not a faith confession, it's a knowledge confession. It's a renewed mind confession because you know it to be the truth, and it is the truth. But in this situation, it cannot override what the Holy Ghost is saying to you. Because doesn't it sound good? They may all deny you, but I'm, I'm gonna go to I'll go to prison with you. And then it was so powerful, everybody says, yes, amen, pop the clutch, I'm going too. But that's not what happened. That was not, do you see the difference? I know y'all thinking, keep thinking. But am I giving you word? And you know what, this account, I don't have time to do it, but this where Peter overrides his, the warning of Jesus is in every it's in Matthew, it's in Mark, it's in Luke, it's in John. I wonder if it's important. It's in Matthew, it's in Mark, it's in Luke, it's in John. Why? Because I think that he knows us as human beings. Are y'all with me? He, are y'all helping me? He wants you to get knowledge. He, he wants you to be able to quote Psalms 91. He wants you to be able to quote the New Testament, and know where the Scripture is. But if he tells you something, if you get a rhema from the logos, if you get, because he was, well, that's a leading from the Lord. You're talking about being led by the Spirit of God. I am talking about led, being led by the Spirit of God. But you're going to see in just a minute, if we get to it, how every revelation, every rhema, every, every knowing comes from the Holy Ghost. And so you can't set, that's the other problem with people trying to separate the Holy Ghost out of church these days. You can't start separating him out during a service and expect him to work at your house. Or in a back room on command. He, the Holy Ghost, the teacher, the revealer, the comforter, the parakletos, the one Jesus sent to indwell us, to come upon us. He's vital in this rhema 
stuff. So we call it rhema stuff. This rhema business, this rhema importance of, of, of knowing the word. Are, are y'all with me? So this is important. This when Peter overrode what Jesus said. Now, are you grateful God is merciful? I don't know if you're as grateful as I am how merciful God is. His mercies are new every morning. The Lord was just trying to spare Peter some grief and sorrow. Because remember he went, when, he, when he denied him the third time and then there, the rooster crowed? He wept. If you really look at that, he wept bitterly. He was beyond comfort. Embarrassed. Hung up the preacher's towel, grabbed his fisherman clothes, and the bad thing was carried all the other leaders with him. So you and I making sure that we're getting it is not just important for us. It's important for everybody. So this is written for our warning. This is written, written for our understanding that when a word comes, when a word comes from the Lord and you know his voice, you know his voice, you know his voice, and the Holy Ghost teaches and shares and reveals, you don't try to override that leading, that knowing, that revelation with a knowledge of the Word of God. You need knowledge. You need understanding. You need uh, to know the Logos written Word of God. Uh, even this, and this is jumping way ahead. This is probably two or three Wednesdays ahead. But um, it's, it's in there, and I want to get it out to you, but I'll do this. One. Even, you know, even in the temptation, the devil started throwing scriptures at Jesus. A rhema will teach you how to properly interpret scripture when it's at the right place. Because the devil said, it is written. And the, and the Lord Jesus said, listen, I'm the written word. He didn't say this, but I'm the written word. And I've been studying the logos. I understand this. And you're trying to rest the scripture. Because he said, it is also written. You're not going to tempt the Lord your God. Right? And so the rhema, understanding revelation, will help you to correctly put it the right place, the right thing. Okay. I have so many notes uh, that I want to get to, but I haven't even finished the first week yet. Hallelujah. Okay. Uh, is everybody good? Hallelujah. So faith comes by how? Hearing. hearing. And hearing in your physical ear, hearing in your inner ear, your spiritual ear. What are you hearing? A rhema from the Christos. And so I'm going to give you these. Um, Luke chapter 11. Luke chapter 11. Luke chapter 11. Let's look at verses 27 and 28. And it came to pass as he spake these things, a certain woman of the company lifted up her voice and said, Blessed is uh, the womb that bare thee and the paps which thou hast sucked. And he said, Yea, rather, what's she doing? All hail Mary. But say, rather, Jesus is like, No, my mama don't need praised. Blessed are you that hear the word and keep it. Don't elevate anything above hearing the word. Don't elevate anyone above hearing the word. Give the word its due, and you got to hear it. Then he said, then I want you to look at this, Luke chapter 16. Luke chapter 16. A long portion of scripture. 
um, you remember at verse 20, Luke 16, 20, and there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, not the Lazarus Jesus raised from the dead, but this beggar, which had been laid at the gates full of sores. And uh, you remember um, he was carried off by the angels into Abraham's bosom, and a rich man also died and was buried. And then verse 23 says, And in hell he lifted up his eyes, being in torment, and sees Abraham afar off. Now understand, this is pre our covenant. Even though this is a gospel, this is something, there was an Abraham's bosom where Jesus, after he was raised from the dead, went into and preached, and then they were all raised up. So, but this is before that, and I believe this is an actual account coming from the Lord. And, and he said, uh, and he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the finger, his finger in water and cool my tongue because I'm tormented by the flame. And Abraham said, son, remember that you in your lifetime received good things and Lazarus evil. And then it went on. Um, so... Um, then, verse 27, for time. Then he said, I pray ye, therefore, Father, that thou would send him to my father's house, because I've got five brothers, that he may testify to them, that they may come into the, so they don't have to come here. They'll change before it's too late. Abraham said unto him, they have Moses and the prophets, watch this, let them hear them. Faith comes by. So this this guy, this rich guy, heard them, but he didn't hearken to them. Because Deuteronomy talks about hearkening unto the voice. of the, So it's more than hearing. So it's hearing and doing. They had the ability, even the Old Testament, to have faith. Every man's been dealt the measure of faith. They, had, they didn't have our covenant. They didn't have Jesus living in them. Come on, y'all, we got it way easier than they did in the Old Covenant. But in the Old Covenant, they had the ability to believe. They had the ability to believe. God just didn't live in them. Uh, they have, most of the prophets let him hear them. And he said, nay, Father Abraham, but if one went to them from the dead, they'll repent. And he, Father Abraham, said unto him, if they hear not, watch this, if they hear not Moses and the prophets, if they won't let faith come by hearing and hearing by the anointed word of God, if they won't let faith come by hearing, hearing by the, uh, the anointed word of God, neither will they be persuaded, though one has been risen from the dead. How does faith come? How, I mean, I believe in miracles. I believe in miracles. But we know, because miracles will grab people's attention, listen to me, but it won't cause them to walk by faith. How do I know that? Well, let's ask all the Israelites. Who saw the plagues, didn't touch any of them. Who, they were slaves, and yet they walked out, and there was not one sick or feeble among them. They had all the gold that the Egyptians had. And that was legal, because the only reason they had any of that gold was because of Joseph, an Israelite. Right? They had new clothes on, new shoes. They walked across a flooded river. On dry ground. Yet, all those miracles were not enough to get them into the promised land. I believe in miracles. God's doing miracles. He's going to do all kinds of miracles. But if you're going to walk by faith, you're going to have to hear the word of God. And when you hear it, you're going to have to mix faith with it. 
That's what Hebrews said. It said the word of God did not profit that group because they didn't mix faith with what they heard. They heard it with an ear outwardly, but they didn't hear it. So here is real. I'm just wanting to. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. Incline your ears unto my, my sayings. Incline your ears. Then Jesus gave us this warning. You remember this? Mark chapter 4, verse 24. It says, take heed what you hear. And then Luke 8, 18 says what? Take heed how you hear it. How is it that same people can sit in the same room, hear the same message, and, and, um, and, and not get the same results? Various reasons, many variables, but this is the big one. This is the first where it starts. Is they're, they're, they're dismissing what they're, it's falling on their ears, but it's never going to get, a, it's not a rhema to them. It's not a rhema Christos to them. It's not rhema the anointing to them. It's just, it becomes mental assent. It becomes agreement. And agreement with God's word doesn't get you the promises of God's word. By faith, you receive the promises of God. Receive. So it's not enough to just mentally assent to it. It's not enough just to renew your mind. Do those things. Important to do those things. Makes life easier when you do those things. But you believe with your cardia, the center of you, with, with a heart, man believes with his heart. Man, where is faith? Faith is of the heart. It's of the cardia. It's of the center of you. And the only way to get faith is by hearing and receiving and getting a rhema that comes from a logos and it's anointed. And one of the main ways it comes is through the preaching and teaching of the word of God. All right. Are you ready for part two? Hallelujah. All right. I mean, I really prepared, so you're going to get a little of it. So let's look at how do you get, how do you get a rhema? How do you get a rhema? Have hands laid on you? Fast? Let's just keep it simple. Let's look at John 16, 13. I emphasize other parts of this verse when I teach out of it. But John 16, 13. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, who is the Holy Ghost? He's the spirit of what is the truth? Well, the word of God is the truth. Right? You know, it's funny today. You know, a lot of people are saying, talking about their truth. But what is the devil doing? He's trying to hijack the word truth. Because there's only one truth. It is the word of God. Now, other things, because people say, well, that, you know, they'll read something on Facebook. I, I didn't know this was a thing. You know, it's Facebook true. What does that mean? It means it's not really true. There's no facts to back it up. See, everything you call truth, you need to have evidence of. Well, listen, we're just friends here, right? And I'm going to help you out. A lot of things going on today. People are calling the truth. But uh, where did it come from? Were they there? Were they eyewitnesses? Prove it. How do you know? You just, you just, you just, our society is just like little baby birds. Whatever mama brings, you just swallow it. Listen to me. If you get good at receiving lies in the factual reality in this realm, it'll mess you up in the realm of the spirit. Because see, let me tell you something about lies. What people passing off today as facts or truth. You need to be very careful. 
Because there's one thing that I know the Lord will not tolerate. And it starts because Jesus said, uh, you're of your father, the devil. And he was a liar. This is something he identified and identified as strong. He is a liar from the beginning. Everything that, listen to me, don't just believe everything that everybody says is the truth. But see, one of the things that will keep you safe is this is the truth. And even the truth, though, if you say, well, I believe that, then you need evidence. Well, I just believe. Oh, that always scares me. Because, see, it's not important what you just believe unless it's Scripture. I don't take, take what I believe and try to find Scripture to prove it. I go to the Word of God to form what I believe. Okay? John 16, 13. How be it when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you. He's your tour guide. He knows everything about it. He's been there from the whole beginning. He was there when Father spoke. He, he was brooding over the face of the earth. Father said it, Jesus made it, and the Holy Ghost brought it into being. He's been there. He was there when Jesus was conceived because he overshadowed Mary. He was there. He was the one who brought Jesus up from the grave and raised you and I together with him. Listen, the Holy Ghost has been there for everything. I tell this all the time. Have you ever been on a tour? Um, sometimes we know we're going this. I might be funny because I'm not going to get it hardly anywhere. But I remember one time we were in Memphis and um, Rhonda made me go to Graceland. That's three hours. I'll never get back. And it was a tour, but it was an audio tour. But we've been in places where you go every once in a while, you know, even throughout the nations, we'll have, you know, a few hours to go somewhere and you go with the tour guide. And there's always somebody that wants to ask questions. I am not of those. I don't believe there are no stupid questions. I firmly believe there are stupid questions. And so, you know, and so, but a good tour guide knows, they know all the stuff, not just their little speech. The Holy, listen to me, the Holy Ghost is your tour guide. You hear something from somebody. Um, he'll give you some witnesses from the word because everything must be established by two or three witnesses. You can't pull a scripture out of its context. The Holy Ghost will help you with that. So he is, he'll guide you into all truth. He'll not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. Whatever he hears, that shall he speak. He guides you into all truth. Whatever he hears, that shall he speak. Whatever he hears, whatever he hears from the Father, whatever he hears, that shall he speak unto you. He will guide you into all truth. If you, revelation knowledge comes first and foremost by the Holy Ghost guiding you into the truth. It's more than just being mental. Um, John 14, 17 calls the Holy Ghost the spirit of truth. The spirit of truth. Uh, first John. 1 John chapter 2. How do I get a rhema? How do I get a rhema? Well, I've got to study the logos. I've got to read the logos. I've got to study the logos. I've got to hear the logos. But the Holy Ghost then enters in and gives me, brings the logos alive and it makes it a rhema to me. You can never do without the logos if you're going to have true, accurate rhema. 
First John chapter 2, verse 27. Verse 20 says, you have an unction from the Holy One, you know all things. Verse 27. But the anointing which we have received of him abides in you. So where is the Holy Ghost? Where is the anointing? It's on the inside of you in your born-again spirit. And you don't have any need that a man teach you. Now, that doesn't mean you do away with preachers and teachers. Because that would do, if you take that verse out of context, well, I don't need any preaching, I don't need any teachers, right here. No, that would do away with five, six, seven, ten other scriptures. So no, that's not what it's saying. It's trying to emphasize to you that even while you're being taught by a man or a woman, the Holy Ghost is really the true teacher. It's fun for me to watch the Holy Ghost teach. This always amuses me when I teach something and somebody will come up and say, you remember when you said... Blah, 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 and it's good. I was like, yeah, that's really good. I didn't say that. You got that from what I said, and it's scripture and it's truth, but while I was preaching, the Spirit of God revealed. That's the best. Hallelujah. All right, so he says, and you don't need any man to teach you, but the same anointing teaches you all the same anointing. The same anointing. What's that same anointing? Well, I believe it's the same anointing that taught Jesus. I believe it's the same anointing that taught Jesus. Did you know Jesus had to be taught? No, he was the word of God. He was just Jesus. He was the word of God, but he laid aside his deity. Come on. Remember when mom and dad were looking for him? What did he say? I had to be about my father's business. He learned the word of God. Early. He knew, he knew what was spoken about him. So, ooh, same anointing. It's, it's of the truth. It's not a lie. And even as it's taught you, what does the anointing do? What does the teacher do? What does the spirit of truth do? He teaches you. He teaches you. He teaches you. I teach this a lot. Um, if you believe this, if you'll understand this, in John 16, 13, it'll also keep you out of error. I'm grateful that early, I'm not going to go through the story, but early in my walk with God, uh, the same woman that I came back to God in her ministry, later I figured out that she was totally messed up in wrong doctrine. And while I was sitting listening to her message, I didn't know much at that time except let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength redeemer. I knew Noah had a boat. I, I honestly, it wasn't long after I got born again, got delivered, but I was in her meeting, and as I was sitting there, and she was saying things, and everybody was excited, something on the inside, the anointing, the teacher, was like, that's not right. And then I was sitting there, and the pastor and his wife were amen, and all the people were amen, but something on the inside said, that's not right. Well, you know, so first, you know, I don't know anything, something, what is, what, I, I, what, there are, what is that? So I called somebody. Uh, he was Greg, my best friend's dad, named Don. And it's you for most of you heard this, but I said to him, hey, I was like, I don't, you know, I was trying to be like, because you know, you're not supposed to talk about anybody. And I, I, you know, this woman, I came to her, the Lord, and, and, and yet something says, and well, I'm confused, literally confused. Don't know, I don't understand all this stuff. And I told him what was a feeling, and I'll never forget it. This is how he said, dear Lord. And I didn't know back then. I never heard of Brother Copeland. 
but he was really someone who was studying under Brother Copeland. And that unction, that anointing kept me out of error. Kept me out of error. And that same church, people who love Jesus, if he said that to me, I know he said that to them. But it was exciting. It was new. They got to learn all kinds of demon names. They was spitting and coughing and going through homes and cleansing. And they got messed up. It stopped a revival. Stopped a revival in its tracks. But she was preaching and teaching, misusing Old Testament scriptures, pulling some new ones in, resting them. But the anointing in these cabotes and the pashtenenes is a kariti, it's a pangi, it's a shopadia tapa, it's a jende, it's a kopachi, it's a mahante. So in this hour, there are many voices. Have I not warned you? Have I not told you? But have a keen ear unto my sayings. Have a keen ear unto my voice. Have a keen ear unto the anointing which I have placed on the inside of you. And it'll keep you free of bondage. It'll keep you free of error. And you will walk in the light. And you will rejoice. Amen. Amen. It is quite easy to avoid error if you know the Holy Ghost. Amen. And well-meaning people can just be as erroneous, is that the right way to say it, as they don't all have to be vile, they don't all have to be mean, but, you know, they can have good intentions and be wrong. You need to know the Holy Ghost. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. You know, you've heard people say, well, God's ways are beyond finding out. Have you ever heard that? I mean, he, you just can't understand him. Um, not true. It says in verse 9, but it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Is, are God's ways higher? Absolutely. Are God's thoughts bigger? I mean, I say this all the time, but when he calls us my little children, that is not an that's just not an expression. I mean, he's the ancient of days, and if you're 100 years old and you know everything, you don't still know much compared to him. You're little children, right? I'm a little children. It says, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Do you all love him? Yes. But God has revealed. God has revealed. How do you get a rhema? By revelation. How do you get a rhema? By unction, by anointing. How, how do you get a rhema? Because of the spirit of truth. He guides you into all truth. Are you with me? Where does that come from? It comes from the logos. It comes from when you're reading. It comes from when you're studying. It comes from when you're hearing. Right? But you have to have the revelation. Otherwise, it's just information. And even though it's God's information, it's not going to cause you to walk by faith and receive. Don't misunderstand me. I'm going to keep saying this. Do you need to renew your mind? Absolutely. You must renew your mind. Do you need knowledge? Yep, my people perish because of lack of it. But you don't believe with just knowledge. You don't just believe with a renewed mind. You believe with your heart, and faith is of the heart. 
In order to get faith in your heart, you have to have a rhema, Christos. And we're talking about how to get it. Well, how do I get this rhema? How do I get this illumination? How do I get this revelation? I've got to cooperate with the great teacher, the Holy Ghost. I've got to become intimately acquainted with the parakletos, the teacher, the revealer of truth. Because a man or woman of God cannot reveal truth to you. Have you ever tried to reveal truth to somebody? And have you ever walked away frustrated? Why? Because you had a revelation. Are they ignorant? Why don't they just get it? It's so easy. It's right there. Well, how many times was it right there until you got it? It's the revealing. Well, then we're all just dependent on the Holy Ghost to reveal. So we don't do anything until he reveals. No, 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 no. you got to stay in the Word. you got to walk in the Spirit to give him an opportunity to reveal something to you. Hallelujah. All right, all right, all right. So where are we? But God has revealed them to us by his Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. If you want to get deeper with God, you're going to have to lean, you're going to have to lean on and yield to the revealer, the Holy Ghost. And you have to do that from the beginning. All right? Let's do this one. Let's do Galatians 1.12. I'm not going to keep you very much longer. Galatians 1.12. Paul is talking to him. He says, For I neither received it of a man, neither was I taught it by a man, but by revelation of Jesus Christ. So, every, so what Paul got was by revelation. Now listen. He said, well, see, he doesn't need a man. But when he went up to meet with the apostles and the prophets to make sure that he was preaching and teaching the same thing. No one is an island to themselves. That is very dangerous and not scriptural and not right. So we need each other. You need me. I need you. We need each other. Every joint supplies, everybody important. Amen? All right. Can you handle one more? Ephesians. Chapter 1, not new stuff to you, but just putting it together in a way so that you, because faith comes by hearing with your natural ear, hearing with your spiritual ear, and you need a rhema, which comes from the logos, but it's got to be from Christos. It's got to be anointed. It's got to it's be that in order for it to do something for you. And when that even comes, like Peter, you have a choice to let out your net or you have a choice to ignore what Jesus said and try to make a faith confession over it, which does not work. So is it faith, is it foolishness, or is it presumption? There is an unfeigned faith, but then there's also a feigned faith. And so the Lord's wanting you and me, y'all, I, I, I've been teaching this for 30 plus years and I'm having more fun than I've ever had in my life studying this. I'm, I am, I'm, I'm, I'm making sure if I got any sacred cows, I'm going to kick them over. If I've been doing anything wrong, I'm going to quit it. If I've been going on autopilot, the days of autopilot are over. We're living in a time where we need real faith. Not presumption. Not not mental assent, real faith. Because the Lord wants us to get real answers. He wants to do big things for you and big things for me. How do I get revelation? Uh, Ephesians 1, 17. Paul says he ceased not to make, uh, make mention of, uh, in his prayers for us. For that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. 
So you need a spirit of wisdom, rightly discerning the word of God and how to apply it to your situation. I need a spirit of wisdom. Everybody say this. Father God, I ask you for a spirit of wisdom in revelation and revelation in the knowledge of you. So do you need knowledge? Yes. Right? But what do you need? You need a revelation in the knowledge. Knowledge itself is great, but you need a revelation in that knowledge. And you need wisdom. Jesus had wisdom because the devil was quoting word at him, but he was misusing the word. Now, I I am sad to tell you, I hope I've never done it, but preachers and teachers misuse the word of God all the time to prove something that they believe. And you need to rightfully discern the word of God. Just because someone uses a scripture doesn't make it right because it should have witnesses that go with it and it should be good doctrine. Okay? So verse 18, that the eyes, he wants you to have a spirit of wisdom. Say it again. Say, I have a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. And then it says, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. What Everybody say, my, the eyes of my understanding, watch this, are flooded with light. That's what it means. What is the light? He's the light. But the word of God is a, unto my feet, Anna. What is the word of God? It's light. In him, in Jesus, in the word, there's no darkness at all. So you got this light that's working. <laughs> the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. And, and it goes on to say, to them, oh, okay, I got one more. Colossians chapter 1, verse 9. For this cause also, since the day we heard it, not cease to pray for you, that, that, and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. I believe that we're living in a time because the Lord is, is asking, a, he wants you to get a rhema from the logos. He wants your spiritual eyes open. He wants your spirit. So many in this world are going on around with blinders on their eyes. As a believer, you and I should not have any blinders on our eyes. Amen. And that we need to, and even with the things that are out there that are opposite, that are not the word of God, but are just daily living stuff, you should be able to discern what is right and what is wrong. Come on, you're not gullible. You're not easily led down a wrong path. The same Holy Ghost that will teach you the Word of God will also tell you when someone's trying to mess you over, when it's not the real, when it's not right. With the Word of God, what do you need? Evidence. Maybe we should push that over into facts. Could you show me some evidence? Well, my third cousin who was heard from somebody that was uh, and not good enough. That's not how you make decisions. And even if it is a fact, you still make decisions by the Holy Ghost. Amen. We hope you were inspired by today's message. If you want to hear more from the Word of God, head over to cwol.org. Check us out on YouTube or any social platform under at Madison. We believe God is working within you and we want you to know Him so you too can make Him known.